Welcome, 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 everyone. You are live here today with Joan of Angels and Suzanne Ross as we do another deep dive with the Masters of Ascension, these amazing beings that we're being, being interviewing for the next few months and that we're bringing to Sedona in one big room to raise the level of consciousness sky high um, so that this ascension process can continue. So I'm really happy to be one of your co-hosts, Joan of Angels. I'm an intuitive guide myself and director of productions at Portal to Ascension, which is one of the sponsors of the show and of the conference. So welcome, Suzanne. I'm, we're back again. Good morning, Joan. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for co-creating these interviews with me. And they have been so inspiring and empowering. What amazing people we have coming to this conference. <laughs> and this morning, I'm so excited to introduce Karen A. Dahlman. I met Karen uh, through a mutual acquaintance and jumped on the phone with her and within short order knew she was meant to be at this conference. Karen is a Ouijaologist and has over 85 spirit boards or Ouija boards that she connects to spirit through. Karen is a psychotherapist licensed and board certified, a hypnotherapist in private practice, but known in paranormal and metaphysical circles as a Ouija-ologist. She has three books, The Spirit of Creativity, The Spirit of Ouija, and The Spirit of Alchemy. I am so excited to bring in Karen Dahlman, who will be teaching a workshop at our event. Okay, this is going to be one of the most exciting okay, interviews I think we've done. I've been listening to Karen all week totally odd by the Ouija board, which I've been afraid of. So I'm really happy to have Karen do a deep dive in it. Guys, um, let us know where you're from, from around the country, around the world, so we can kind of tune in and um, at be, make sure you ask any questions about any of this with Karen. All right. Hi, Karen. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Hi, Joan. Hi, Suzanne. Thanks for having me. And hello, everybody that's watching this or watch this later. It's great to be here. It is amazing to have you here. So, okay, so it's so something I always want to know from our people, like, okay, Ouija boards. When I was a girl, you know, like we would sit home on a Saturday night and play with the Ouija board. But like, how did you actually come to, and it was just a thing, you know, you just did it. Maybe you outgrew it. But tell us about your experience and how you became a Ouijaologist. Yeah, you said that right. Very good. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so people say Ouija and Ouija. Both ways you can say it. I'm gonna, let's get that out of the way. You could say it either way. Our vernacular's changed over the years, but originally it was pronounced Ouija. So I'm I'm very much a historian. I'm a part of the Talking Board Historical Society. I am a secretary and also a director there. So you'll hear me talk about some of the facts about Ouija as well. So like you, Joan, when I was young, about eight years old, um, I I was with my friends and they had a Ouija board and I was like, this is stupid. What does this thing do? And they said, you can talk to spirits. Now they had my attention when they said that. So we used it and I was really amazed because they swore they were not pushing it. I wasn't pushing the device when I'm talking about this thing that goes on the board, like the ones behind me and it moves around. Now, this is what got me hooked. So we were using the board and they said, now let us show you who we speak with. And everybody's going to go, ooh, scary. Well, no, it wasn't. What happened was, is that one of the girls in the room, the older sister, <laughs> hi, dog. <laughs> Sorry, I try to keep him out and they come no, in. I hope my cat comes in. My cats come in when I do this. They love talking about Ouija boards. Okay, so yes. one of the girls in the room the older sister had a twin at birth who died shortly after birth. Okay. They were talking to her. Now the older sister was 10 years old. And I said, well, how do you talk to a baby? Goo goo gaga. They said, no, she's actually having a whole life and growing up in the other dimension. That hooked me. I ran home and said, it's true. The afterlife exists. You can communicate with it. And they said, well, how? And I said, through a Ouija board. And they said, oh, sure, wink, wink. And I said, well, if you don't believe me, Santa Claus will. And December 25th, 1973, 
Santa Claus gave me this board right here. That's my very first Ouija board. And I was hooked ever since. So when you say the Ouija board told you like where it came from, like, was that like spelling out every letter or did you suddenly start to develop intuition with it? Like, how did that process work? Because this is big. I know I'm sure half most of our audience has tried it or seen it. Right. Well, I, I'm just really good at doing it. And, you know, I, I came into the world uh, being able to see into other dimensions and feel and just know things. And so it was really a progression for me. Um, it was very, it always worked really well for me. It doesn't work that way for everybody. Um, I was also doing it and using it in a vacuum. So there was no fear or stigma or stereotypical response to it. It was more like, oh, this is really cool. You're having fun. You're enjoying it. So it was very, it was very much a positive thing for me. So I just continued using it for many years and I'm going on my 50th year next year of using this board. Yeah. So I've been using it a very long time, but Joan, like you just asked along the way, something really cool happened. And this gets into what I'm going to be teaching at the Ascension retreat in Sedona. All right. So I ended up using the board after I got out of graduate school to communicate with my higher self. And once I was able to establish that communication through one of these spirit boards, talking boards, Ouija boards, um, then I was able to start bringing it in myself. So now where I am, where I work after all these years is I'm doing a lot of direct, just downloading of, I call it transmissions or information I receive. I'll hear it. I'll feel it. I'll know it. I'll, it's really a beautiful love vibration that comes through. And then I speak it. And so, yes, you don't need to use these tools to do what I do, but this is one way, only one small way in which you can learn to channel your higher self, your spirit guides, um, even pets that have transitioned. Um, there's so much, and I'll be talking about a lot of this, but I, my focus really is plugging in to the outlet of your higher self, because once you make that connection, whether on a board or off a board, you're going to find that you're going to have ways to navigate life a little more smoothly or without knee-jerk reactions. And so that's where I am today with it, Joan. I've taken it to a level where I don't even need a board. The board is really just a talisman, a reminder of what I've been able to accomplish on and off the board. You know what totally that reminds me of is the um, pendulum. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, these tools <laughs> right? I used to use a pendulum for years and it would give me answers. And even I started channeling back around 10 years ago in 2012. And I would channel through these other beings and they would identify themselves like St. Germain or Magdalene. And I thought, well, this is wonderful. I'm channeling these other beings. They're coming through. And one day I went to channel and nothing came through. And I went to use the pendulum, nothing. And I thought, oh, wow, have all my guides abandoned me? And in that moment, I started channeling through my own higher self. Yes. And I knew it's time. Now you're channeling your own higher self. Yes, that, that's exactly the same concept. We all get there in different ways eventually through evolution and maybe in this life or another life. But the, but I'm with you on that, Suzanne. It's really important to learn to make that connection. And so what I teach people when I do use the board is I say one of the best connections you can make is with your own higher self. It's really amazing. I just stumbled upon that after graduate school because I was very much into the Jungian psychology. That was my training as an archetypal art therapist. We were really into his practice. And he you know, had the term the higher self was one of the archetypes. We all have this divine self that's beyond our corporeal existence that exists back and beyond and touches the divine. In fact, it is an expression of the divine within this body known as Karen right now, but it's that higher self that is source channeling through you. And so I say, that's where we need to go with this. That is what I'm going to be teaching at the Sedona Ascension retreat, as well as the workshop I'll be leading there as well. How to do this with the board and how to do it off the board, both make that connection. That's such a powerful connection. To me, it is now the, the primero uno, the most prime connection to make is that with your higher self. Absolutely. It's awakening the divine within, right? And once yeah. you awaken that divine within, then you start channeling your higher self, right? I think of it as activating the spark within, igniting your soul, you know, all these different words that we use. But in truth, you start not only channeling your higher self, but becoming the embodiment of your higher self. Yeah. 
right? You're getting this intuitive guidance from your higher self. It's showing you the higher perspective, allowing you to take the higher road, right? And it's sort of the higher self witnessing your ego self, right? So I get nudges, you know, when my ego self starts driving this vehicle. Absolutely. <laughs> right? And the higher self says, excuse me, <laughs> you know, right. you need to take the high road here. You need to get, you know, move into the higher perspective, but it allows me to check myself up. So yeah, I do. I really feel like once you start receiving the daily guidance from your higher self, you can become the embodiment of that. Absolutely. And you step into bliss. Let's, let's face it. When you start following the instructions from your higher self and guides, you don't get lost. You, you get closer and closer. I don't know about you ladies, but I wake up, I mean, at the crack of dawn excited. Like I never get tired. I, I have more and more information. The more, here's what I learned. The more you say yes, the more they give you. Mm -hmm. to continue the path. So I'm so curious, Karen, about all of your collection of Ouija boards. I understand their tools. Oracle art is a tool, crystals are a tool, skulls are a tool, but you have a magnificent collection of Ouija boards. And I know you belong to the society. So is there something special or different about each kind of Ouija board? What can, like, give us a little insight into that. Like say we wanted to even buy a Ouija board. Big question. Oh, love it. I love it. So I'm, I'm super passionate about collecting boards, but my main passion is using them. And so I really only need one board. And again, as I mentioned, this was the first board, 19, circa 1972 is when that one came out, but I got it in 73. And then they started changing a little bit. What I love about all the different types of spirit boards, talking board, Ouija boards that are out there, they're so unique and different. For example, here behind me, oh, this size, it's backwards, you guys. <laughs> Over here is an angel board, arch archetypal arch archangel board that a psychologist developed and she uses with her clients. It has all the different arch archetypal angels on there. It's really kind of cool. Then I've got another one back here. Let's see. Um, this is a real old board, this one behind me. This is 1898. Above that, what you can't see is an 1892. Ouija boards came out in 1890, got patented and trademarked in 1891. Well, hello, Alan. Hey, hey I missed the beginning of it because I think Ouija boards are fascinating <laughs> other realities. But go ahead, continue. And oh, just... yeah, I was just talking a little bit about the history. So you'll see over here, this is a homemade board. Somebody made that for me, a friend of mine. It's called the Egyptian Portal Eye Board. And so you can make your own themes. I have another board up here, a blue one that's called the Luna Board. But they all are different. Even the Ouija boards, you guys, when they came out in 1890 and they were held by different companies, different owners, they all had their own vision. So the board started changing. The imagery changed a little by little. For example, this old one, you can see there's a crescent moon up here with the star. This is a full moon, which eventually became a sun and the crescent moon with faces. And you'll see how they change over the years, different sizes, different planchettes. Here's a modern day planchette. There's older ones. Who, who I created it? Did you talk about the who was like starting? Not yet. Would love to though. Okay. So the other thing maybe yeah. we can get to is why people like say stay away from Ouija boards because you can open doorways. But yeah, let's see who created them first. Yeah. I'm really fascinated. Yes. So this is really interesting. So the board first appeared in the public in 1886. Okay. It did not appear in ancient Greece and China. There was always divination tools and pointing devices or maybe scribbles on the ground, but that's not what constitutes a Ouija board. What constitutes a talking board, Ouija board, spirit board, the letters of the alphabet on a board with some kind of device. It could be even something like this, a CD, a Tupperware lid I use. It could be a resin thing, or it could be like this. That moves across. That's what constitutes a talking board. Now, it's called Ouija board, but not old boards are Ouija boards because Ouija is a patented trademark name. Hasbro owns it now. But old boards are talking boards or spirit boards. So that's where did that come from? The, the name Ouija, the Ouija came from where? Okay, so here, 1886, the first board appeared. The first board came out of the spiritualist camps in Ohio. How do we know this? Because we found the old records that went viral in like the Boston Globe. They talked about what was going on. Okay, so this is where it gets really cool. So there was a company um, named W.S. Reed Toy Company who manufactured in 1886 a board called the Witch 
board. Now, we have not been able to locate that board, but we think we know what it looks like, okay? However, it was sent to President Grover Cleveland as a birthday gift in 1886. And how do we know this? They took the letter they sent to President Grover Cleveland along with the board and sent it to the Boston Globe, went viral again. Now, President Grover Cleveland accepted the board and wrote them a letter. And the letter also went viral. The letter said something like this, dear sirs, we appreciate your ingenuity and creativity with this device, but I hardly think I'll be consulting the affairs of the states with this tool. <laughs> they took that letter, sent it into the Boston Globe, went viral again. Everybody read about it. So they were master marketers. So what happened was a group of men and one woman, which we found out about her recently, like in the last oh, 10, 15 years, she was lost to history. Um, so we, we've done a lot to protect her name and bring her forth again. That's a whole other story. But these men and women got together and said, let's do a business deal. Let's do what they're doing in Ohio. Let's develop our own. And so they did. And we think this might be one of the original, What I drew this out of cardboard, but this is very similar to what original board would have looked like before it was a Ouija board. This would have been something you would have seen in Ohio in the spiritualist camps. But so, so but the, the spiritualist... The spiritualists wanted to create an easier yeah. mean to communicate with spirits. So someone devised this instead of like tapping on the table five times or whatever, right? Is that where it came Yeah, from? the rapping and knocking, you guys, that was the original way. The 1848, the Fox sisters were going, right. Right. hey, oh, let's see. Right. Oh, let's see. Exactly. So I, longer and harder than it was to the board. The board does take time, you know, to spell everything out. But after a while, you just start getting downloads. So you just start knowing what's coming next. But yeah, it, they were trying to find a way to communicate more quickly and also effectively because back then, you probably know this, Alan, they were doing a lot of automatic writing mm -hmm. and the words would get illegible or the automatic mm -hmm. writer planchette, which looks like this. You put a pencil in there and you could write with it. That was getting so illegible. They, they felt like this was a lot clearer way because you could actually go to each letter, write it down. And so it was just a great craze. And Ouija was, Ouija was the one that took off that the business people created that patented trademark 1881. It's the one that nobody could compete with. And all the other companies that tried failed. And it's the one that which hands different companies throughout the years. William Fold is the one that most people know. He, his family owned it for about 60, 70 years. And he was a varnisher at the very beginning. And, and then his family sold it to Parker Brothers in 66. Interesting fact here, you guys. 1967, it outsold their highest selling game that Parker Brothers had at the time was Monopoly. <laughs> and so in 1967, it sold 2 million copies. And then from there, it changed hands again, and it now Hasbro owns it. So Ouija wow. board has to have this name. It, that means it's patented trademark, where this board here was just a, a knockoff. Somebody made it. This board over here is called the Archangel board. So you, you, you can't know, I saw a Ouija board exhibit, I think, at the San Francisco airport. That was I, ours. Yeah. Oh, that was yours. That was great. Did and you like it? Yeah. So our colleague. Like, wow. This is an airport. That's amazing. Yes. Well, they loved it. They want history in there. So our call, a colleague, Gene Orlando, who's one of my good friends, was the one that got all of our boards and put them in there because we have some really rare boards. And I'm so glad you saw that, Ellen. I yeah, did. that was just several like, years ago. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. I just can't, I was in San Francisco and I said, that's great to have that kind of spiritual awakening. Also, do you know Mitch Horowitz's work on Ouija I board? I sure do. I sure do. Yeah. He's yeah, great. we all know each other. Oh, you shouldn't know. Interesting. He's in New I, York. Are, are, are you in New York? No, I'm in Arizona. Okay. Sorry, Joan has a question. No, no, no. She's in Carefree, Arizona, which I oh, think she right. probably picked out from the Ouija board. So I have a few other thoughts. So 2 million boards sold back in 1967. Mm -hmm. And they're still producing this Ouija board. And now I understand we could have a talking board or a Ouija board. But mm -hmm. but would you say that there's still like this is spreading around, you know, at least the United States or around the planet? Like, is, is this part of a waking up of consciousness? How do you kind of see this? Well, I do see it as an awakening of consciousness. So they were in almost everybody's attics, uh, basements, uh, closets, you know, in the year, yesteryears, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And to this day, because you have all this awareness and it's an awakening when you see these paranormal shows on TV, because people are saying, what else is there? 
Where did I come from? Where am I going to go? That's where awakening always starts. How do we answer these mysterious questions? And the board is steeped in mysteriousness. It's an enigmatic tool. And so people wanting to use this, I find they could either scare themselves or have a great time, but it's always a choice. And so I do find that the surge of Ouija boards, the sales are still up. You now can buy Ouija everything, clothes, hats, shoes. I have socks. I mean, Everything. Yeah, I do have to ask you that question, Karen, is like it opens that people say, no, stay away. It's open the doorway. You right. don't know who's coming through and it could be negative. I don't know if that's true, but what do you say? There's a lot of talk about that. You know that, right? I do know that. And that's because um, it's been used um, in Hollywood and also other shows and, and books and stuff. And I will say this, it's a tool. If the tool goes haywire, it's because we, the operator, are going haywire. It's not the tool. Guys, I got to make sure everybody understands this in the audience. This tool is neutral. Nowadays, just it's just cardboard. It, these are back here wooden, and they're also masonite and different materials they use, but they are neutral. What brings them in to, to use is your self-channeling. I'm doing nothing more than I would sit with, with maybe the I Ching, the ruins, a pendulum, dowsing rods, crystal balls, whatever, any type of tool I use, uh, tarot cards, it's the same thing. But because the Ouija is so enigmatic, and people don't fully understand it. It never came with rules and how to use it, or it, it just was very open-ended on purpose. That was a marketing ploy. And so people mm -hmm. can use these tools. And plus, here's some older timey ones. They kind of look a little mysterious, right? A little ominous. And I think that plays into it, the symbolism and stuff. So that's just a marketing ploy, what they use very, very well. But I will tell you this. If you get anything that's not what you want to get on this tool, if you don't worry about the board, check yourself. It's our own projections that come through. We're the ones that allow this tool to work. Yeah. Yes, I'm channeling, but where are you at in yourself? Are you connecting with your higher self? Are you working with your internal strength, your power, light within? Where are yeah. you? And I think too often, Alan, also to answer your question, we, we project our fears onto something. And this little guy back here <laughs> tends to get the, the mass majority of the projections, especially in movies and on these shows. Don't go right. near them. Well, I'm here to tell you, I've been doing it 50 years this next year, and I've had nothing but enlightening, empowering experiences that are transforming and life-affirming with these tools. It's a choice. It is a choice. Do you get the same person? Do you still person? use the boards, Karen? Do you still I, use them and like, and do you use them with other people to get answers they're seeking? Absolutely. In fact, I was just at a, a paranormal investigation with a bunch of friends. We met at this place that's um, purportedly has activity. And I love to do the, the investigations and I love to just use it as a spiritual tool. Now, when I work on the board, it's typically always spiritual. I just talk to the guides and my higher self, but I train. So I sat down with everybody that was there and I helped them use this tool because I find that you can use it to communicate with the ones that are transitioned in the afterlife, mm -hmm. but you can also use it on so many other levels as I was mentioning earlier to talk to your higher self, to talk to your spirit guides, to talk to ethereal beings, to talk to source. Wisdom is where we are. But yeah, I, I will use it with other people. In fact, at the workshop I'm teaching at this wonderful event we got coming up, you guys, in March, I will be teaching it and sitting down with everybody that joins me and how to use this tool, how to use it accurately, correctly, and learn how you can determine what's coming through, who it is. There's a simple ways to do that. And I'm going to be there to help you guys do that. So definitely, this is an opportunity. When I travel, I don't always get the opportunity to always sit down with everybody. But at this workshop, I will. And I'm so excited about having that opportunity. I'm excited too. Alan, I'm going to be getting a Ouija board. I've already decided. <laughs> no, seriously. And I'm going to talk, I want to yeah. talk to Karen about her recommendation, like maybe the Archangel board or a talking board. You know, I think this is really interesting because I'm all about tools. What kind of, I create tools too. So yes, I'm going to be getting a board. I have only not gotten a board because in the back of my mind, I've heard those you know, like that the bad energies can right. come out and I have not actually allowed myself to go in there. And I think what if you created a board, Joan of Angels? Well, I've been sitting here I, wondering I, about I, these talking boards. And uh, Karen, I want to talk to you about that too. Absolutely. Well, like I think that's fabulous. Look at this. Here's a fun, jo fun joke I like to do. I love Trader Joe's. Okay. <laughs> and so what I do is I take that paper sack and I just make it into a, a Ouija board just like mm. that. Okay, mm. then, then I take something like this 
And this becomes my planchette. You guys, you don't need to have anything fancy. And I, in fact, I wouldn't spend your money till you know what you really want. I just do this. I made this in about two minutes. I was teaching We're going the class to I today. Just make it. <laughs> Here you go. Here's one I made too. So when we're Wait a there, second. It doesn't matter where the letters are. Like absolutely not. Figure it out. Wow. Absolutely not. My spirit guides, what they'll do when they come through, every time I call them the guides, they will go around and find all the, I'm pushing it right now, you guys, by the way. They'll go around and find them all. And then when they stop, they're, they're, I know they're ready to go. And they'll mm. use every board's a little different that I have. They're not all the same. Well, that's um, a question I want to have when you said you're pushing it. How do you know when you're pushing it? Oh, good question. That's really okay. the key question. Okay, so, that is what I will be teaching at the <laughs> workshop, but I will theoretically tell you now. So you have to get out of your left brain thinking, which is very logical, methodical. You're trying to make things match and be perfect. You got to get into the creative side of your brain. Once you do that, it's like you can flow. And I teach some techniques of how to do that. Here's some other boards that were made by a friend of mine. You could put letters in on, and you can seal them with some plastic. Here's an outer space. Here's the outer space board. I mean, so you can just use those. I do. Look at these. They travel well. Look at these little resin planchettes. I'm bringing these. You, you, just, resin, you just um like, um, what is made that? Them. Yeah. You made them in a mold. Yeah. Yes. Made them in a yes. mold. You yes. guys, seriously. Um, Lam you one. just laminate. All you need is a laminator. Okay, save these out of like soda things or I, I love my cauliflower pizza crust. And so <laughs> this becomes a board. You can make rounds. I'm bringing these with me, you guys. If you don't have a board and you want to come to my workshop, don't fret. I will have the traditional Ouija's. I will have these fun plastic ones. I will have cardboard. We can make our own. You'll have a planchette. Watch this. You can even use a beautiful crystal stone as your planchette that'll move around as long as it's smooth. So we're going to have fun. It, by the way, communicating with your higher self and your spirit guides is supposed to be fun. And so I, I use a lot of humor when I speak. I use a lot of humor when I teach, raise the vibration and joy. And the connection is that much more easier to make. And I teach all of that in my workshop. Well, is this sort of a gateway drug to channeling? And why not drug? A gateway drug? Yeah, I think so. God, I, I love that, Ellen. That's so clever of you. It really is. It is a way to open yourself to channeling. And we want to call it the gateway, uh, the, the starter drug. Yeah. In fact, I say, don't mix spirits and spirits. So well, don't mix yeah. those kind of spirits with these kind of spirits. So I just, you, you want to stay in your right frame of mind when you do this tool, because what, what it does, it's really working off you. Again, if anything comes through that people say, well, I get this negative. Well, that's because you've got that within you, not to shame or blame, but to say, hey, let's check that. Let's work on our inner energy first and the fears we harbor. Because if you have these fears about this tool, they will get in the way. But I can show you techniques of how to get those step aside and open I just worked with this, this gentleman this weekend and he was like, I don't know. I don't. He sat down and really wanted to do it. And all of a sudden now he just bought himself a board. He's ready to roll. He went right to the top of the class, connected with the spirit guides. It was beautiful to watch this all within a matter of an hour. It's really quite impressive. You know, more than connecting with spirit guides. I mean, this is what I teach in remote viewing. We're connecting with the divine self that really knows everything right. about everything, our eternal, immortal essence. That's what we're connecting with, I think. Correct. Call it whatever you want. And we were saying earlier, it's like once you make that connection with your higher self, you really are connected with source wisdom. In fact, we are source in form. Right. An expression, yeah. an extension of source, experiencing these different incarnations. You're absolutely right. And so that's advanced Ouija. There's not, we're talking Ouija 101 right now, but you're right. Advanced Ouija, we're going in the 400 levels, graduate levels. Right. <laughs> and that's yes. it. You're really channeling source. And so my talk that I'll be speaking about there will be a predecessor, a springboard to the workshop where I'm going to show you how to make that and go right directly to source. But it's through your higher self. It's just amazing. Beautiful. That sounds great. Right we have a lot of activity here in the comments. So Wait. we, you know, we've touched very briefly on, on what happens if you're not using it accurately, but we do have someone commenting. Well, we have two different kinds of comments. We had someone commenting on some an unfortunate experiences, but then we had Christopher talking about calling in the masters. Okay. Oh. And I love that you are 
um, inspiring us to call in the big dogs. Okay. Yeah. You, and you know what, guess what? You can call them the big dogs. I'm at the point now where I just call them the guides. It's truly an expression, extension of source wisdom. They say to me, the only thing that separates us is our frequency, our rate of vibration. You forgot humanity, forgot who you are. We know who we are. We know we are source. And so they help the, the, every message that comes through that I work with the tool. Now, every channeling session I do off the board, it's all about how to remember, remember, put together who you really are and remember that you are source incarnate expression. So yes, call in the big dogs, call in the archangels. We could separate them out, but even after separating them out, we're really all connected. Yeah. So, so people go, what's the name of my spirit guide? Why well, my spirit guide say we don't have names because we are just source. We're that extension. And so are you. So if you want a name, you'll get it, but you don't have to have a name. So don't, don't worry about that. People get hung up on that as well. Uh -huh. So when you're sitting at the board and you have, you usually do it with two people or just yourself? How do you, do you do I, I like to do it with two people and I'll tell you why. Oh, it works with one person. Okay. I don't want to get freaked out on that. You can do it by yourself. I love two people because when I'm with a partner, we get to have that dialogue. It's not always what happens on the board. It's how the messages resonate within ourselves. And it's like a chance to evolve and grow spiritually. And so it's that conversation. It's yep. that's how I teach the tool, how to use it with somebody. So you can also have those deeper talks about spirituality, what's going on in the universe, where you came from, where you're going. And it becomes this huge process, but also you can use it by yourself. I do sometimes. I typically now just channel directly and record it, write it out, as opposed to just getting on the board because it's still like D, P, B, Q. And I go, hey, how are you today? You know, it comes through so much quicker. <laughs> if you're working with someone else, though, and you're channeling your higher self, they're channeling their higher self, doesn't your higher selves have to be in alignment or else you'll just tear the thing apart like you'll know i want to go this way that way i mean how do you get that alignment with that other person it takes time that's a beautiful question it does take time you guys I, I, in fact people say well i bought a board pulled it out of the box and it's not working i said well are you broken did you put your batteries in no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I say reboot. What I say is this, you know, it does take time. This is a tool. We're not used to getting out of our way, get out of the ego and into this free flowing way. This really teaches a lot about patience. I tell everybody practice the three P's patience, perseverance, and persistence. And if you can do that with this tool, it will start working. But even when I work with somebody new, it doesn't work like you would see me on my YouTube channel doing it. It's like fast like this. It's still a matter of calibration. I like to call it. Our energies have got to come together, reach a higher vibration, meld, which takes time, might take several sessions, it might take months, um, and then work with the other energies coming through. So it's like this three-way connection, if you will, with another person. Now, having said that, when you try it by yourself, it's such a subtle, subtle sensation when the planchette moves. In fact, it's so subtle, it's like you'll feel like it's pulling you. And I tell them, just to, I'm pushing it right now, you guys. Uh, you have to stay on top of it and follow it. But it takes a while to develop a skill because you got to get out of thinking. Right. Because when it starts moving, you're going to go, I'm pushing it. You're pushing it. I'm pushing No, you're, you are. And then you get beyond that. And next thing you know, it's flowing. And all you can do is just stay with it, stay on it. So it's it's a, it's a actually a, a beautiful You're still pushing it. There's a, there's a part of our higher self that's still moving that. It's not just. Yeah, it's pulling it. It's a pulling sensation. So my right. conscious self is not pushing. It's like dowsing. It it's like, like dowsing. Absolutely. Very good. It's totally like dowsing. Yeah. Um, it's totally like, yeah, pendulum scrying. It, it's, you got to step aside and allow it to happen. But the, like the pendulum's great because it moves. It's like, you don't go, I'm consciously moving that, but something in you is making it happen. This brings up the topic of idiomotor effect, which basically means your brain has, it can move parts of your body and you're not aware of it subconsciously. So it takes a hold of those fine motor muscle movements. And I'm not opposed to that description, but I'll tell you what, if that's how it's working, dang, I'm pretty good. <laughs> because if you're, we are, we all are really good. We're all always channeling and we can let go. I don't care if it's coming from a higher self, my idiom motor or the spirits out here. I think it's a combination of it all really. And then I'm getting these incredible messages that, that are resonating for people or for myself and changing people's lives for the better. So that's what matters to me. But yes, there's a lot of different ways people say it but works. If it is the spirits out there, the spirits then operating through your body to move it. Is that one? I mean, cause that's a little weird. 
Okay, so this is how what I say. I've heard people say that. For me, no. I don't feel any spirits. I'm not doing trans mediumship. I don't black out. I don't let spirits come through. I'll tell you what I feel. And I know, Suzanne, you know, I know all of you know this, actually. And we were talking about the higher self earlier. Once you tap into the higher self, and, I'll, and I will teach a great technique how to do this. The guides and my higher self taught me this. But I'm just going to talk about it in theory. Once you make that connection, it's like a funnel of unconditional love. <sighs> washes over you is one of the ways you know you're aligning and you've got that connection happening so it's it's, it's a beautiful it's a, such a beautiful uh marriage but it's not like the spirits are coming at me Ooh, you know like old seance times it's the energy i'm opening myself to that higher self to bring through energies but it's really an external it's not like i'm bringing spirits in me at all you have right. incredible energy, my dear friend. I'm just loving your energy. I tried to use a pendulum with the alphabet before. It must be somewhat similar, but I kind of went through a phase where, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was trying to get names, like names of my other soul aspects or somebody else, one of the names of their higher dimensional selves, you know, and it would work. It would be like, well, there it goes. Um, you know what I mean? And I was like, whoa. So it sounds kind of similar. It is. And let me show you. I, I got to get up and get this because I want to show you guys. Something. You brought it up and I didn't know if you're going to bring this up today. Um, OK, so here we go. This is actually a pendulum board. It's wow. called a pendulum. Okay, so it's oh my God, that's the nicest pendulum board I've ever seen. Uh, Isn't it gorgeous? Oh my God, I want it. Did you it's make beautiful. That? It's old. It's like from, it's like from the sixties or seventies. Okay, so this is the deal. I use it as a talking board. This right. can still go around and hit the letters. You see, or you can use it with your pendulum. So I I, I use the round ones as multi-purpose. Isn't that pretty? I didn't um, even know there was such a thing. I like created one on note paper. That is cool. Well, I say when you create your own, it's like you made it for yourself. There's something beautiful about that, and it resonates with you. Like I do love collecting the boards, and this is my probably my favorite board right there from Santa Claus. But I love all the boards. I love making them myself because it's really – the board doesn't matter. I haven't met a board I don't like. Every board works because I work. The channeler works, you guys. We're channeling, not the boards doing nothing. It's just my theatrics. <laughs> Is there boards you like better than other boards for some reason? Or yeah, I, I do. I I, I love the Ouija boards because I love the history of Ouija. But this one I use all the time on my YouTube show because it's see how big it is? It's a lot larger than the small one. The small one, the planchette falls off. This one, there's actually room for the planchette to go to the edges without falling off. The smaller boards, the planchette falls off. So that's why I like that board better. And that's a 1950-60 board. And that's a William Fold board where this is Parker Brothers board. I got all the ones from all the different companies. Where's the name planchette come from? What's that mean? Did you? That's a French word. It means little table. So uh, little plank, little table. So what happened was this. And and I'm going to bring some of the stuff up when I speak, you guys, and when I teach my workshop at, in Sedona in March. So there's a, what started was this thing called an automatic writer known as a planchette. It did have this shape, but there was an aperture in here to put a pen or pencil. Oh, this wow. started in the it, like 1850s. It came over the United States about that time after it started in France. So they were using it like this to write, okay, the pencil. And it works really well, blindfold or whatever. You could write, turn the page, write. So they took that planchette, paired it with a writer, automatic writer, paired it with this talking board that came out of spiritualist camps in the United States. And then voila, you get the beautiful marriage of spiritism from France, which is what they were doing, and spiritualism in the United States. Put them together, voila, you get the talking yeah. board. So it's pretty right. cool how it, how it evolved. Very yeah. fascinating. Do you and, remember? You know, that whole I just want to say that whole movement was so huge in the 1800s into the early 1900s, and Theosophy came out of that, and That's right. um, the Lucis Trust, all those metaphysical um, kind of activities. Uh, what's his name? Rudolf Steiner emerged yes. out of all that. There was a there was a whole spiritual revolution in the mid 1800s, and you know, just one interesting point is that spiritualism with the Fox sisters developed around the time that the telegraph came in. Yes. Non-local communication. Isn't that interesting? So we had non-local physical technology, which was the first, the telegram, like, oh, you got a message from around the world. That was 
you'd have to wait for a newspaper or someone to arrive to give you the news. And then the telegraph just gave you this non-local awareness. And that's the same time spiritualism developed. And that's Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause and now we have the new Right. That's still true today, right? It is. Messaging, right? Non-local messaging. Right? But here we're like telepathically communicating. Well, I well, call this can. my great cosmic phone. It works like our wireless phones, but I just dial up the frequency through my own intentions. This is how I dial frequency. And I do this when I channel directly. I dial the frequency through the intentions and what I want to connect with. And then that comes through. It's my great cosmic phone. It's just an old school way of communicating. And you can communicate through the galaxies. This is not just, just around the earth. I'm talking, I've had some experiences and I know other people who have too. And my book I'm writing right now is about these experiences that are off-worldly amazing stuff can happen with this tool so it's really about you get involved with this tool you start to you start with the ghosts and spirits and this and that and then you also you start evolving to the higher self then the world opens up and you realize anything that's sentient anything that's sentient has a consciousness and all you need to do is tap that consciousness if it allows you and quite often i find that levels of consciousness want to be understood and heard and communicated so i use this tool to not only talk to sentient beings such as humans and animals but also plants or ultra dimensionals or interdimensionals or spirit guides all that all that's out there alan i feel a chapter of your new making contact book coming out Thank you. What <laughs> we've been saying that is it's making contact for sure. But what were you saying, Joan? Um, God, now I even forgot, but it'll come back. But um, so what if you back. are oh go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, John. <laughs> we can't keep going back and forth like it's exciting. This is fun stuff to talk about, you know. It's a new channeling tool. I get I get this. I get that there's a revival. You could use this, I'm thinking, for your past lives, right? I Absolutely. Of, I was having a vision of you. I would confirm it with your Ouija board, but of one of the creators of the Ouija back in the late 1800s and create and doing seances with this. Somehow, I don't know if I went back in historical records, I can feel, but you can confirm these things, right? With your Ouija board, your Akashic records, your lifetimes, what kind of star being you might be, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, and I like that you're thinking outside the box. This tool is not just for ghosts. And I said that funny oh, like yeah. it is it is really a tool like any others. It's a far-reaching tool. Once we get outside the confines of what we think this tool is, it you're it'll blow your mind. And, and in fact, it should. It should take you out of your mind and into your heart so you can reach back out to the divine, which is expressing itself everywhere in all the different places and within the corners of the universes so it, it it can be that way and so i'm glad you're thinking that way because that is how i teach this tool it's to be used on those levels and it's definitely great for spiritual growth and understanding and you can open yourself to these different dimensions now what i want to say about this i tell everybody here's my little disclaimer my little caveat here you can't rely on the messages through the board in the very beginning now how long is that people go is that a month is that a two months could be two or three years it's going to work according to your own spiritual growth off the board. <laughs> so we take care of ourselves off the board and do our own inner work. And that's what I write about in my books, how to do that stuff. Because then you clear yourself to be able to discern. Discernment is really important here. So you go, you get on the board and you go, what was my past life? And they tell you stuff. I wouldn't believe it until you know you've got that direct connection with your higher self or the ultimate source wisdom or your divine guides coming through where they can actually come through and give you confirmation. So it does take a time. I mean, well, I was little thing. using it and it wasn't until I got, so I used it for about 13 years before I really, cause I was eight years old till I was about 20. Yeah. 21, 22. When I realized wow, this really is far reaching. And then I began using it more ceremonially, more sacredly. And also then at that point, the messages got even more serious because I was at that nature and I was also doing a lot of self-development. And that and will- you are opening a door, right, uh, Karen? You're opening a door. And what if you are getting something that's not so high? And then is there a way of clearing? Do you have a technique for clearing your space? Because everything exists all the time, high and low, right there. And, what, and so- yeah, what do you use to clear the energy and make it the most? That is such a good topic. I'm going to grab my little board here. This is what I always recommend people. 
Okay, so this is the board I got from Santa Claus. And, and so when I was younger, I, I really had really good experiences. But once in a while, I had something that was just didn't seem right or something or off. And I tell people, people write to me and go, well, then I said this. And then they said this. And then I said this. And I go, why are you talking? I would stop. I would shut down the conversation. Somebody calls me on my phone and starts barraging me with, like, meanness. I'm going to go, bye-bye. Click. Okay, here too. So I said, take your board wipe it off ceremonially wipe it off and then go reboot that's like the reboot okay start over and how you start over and how you get it to work for you again is clear your intentions and then open up and say and bring in the light again bring in all i teach all this when we do the workshop grounding all that stuff to get back to what you want to do when you first start this tool because you know we are kind of like um squirrel you know we can we get distracted so using this tool you can get distracted so it's important to know that you just stop and you start over and i like to have the ritual the ceremony of actually wiping it off and starting over and some people say i won't start till the next day and i go perfect use the device or use the device the way that you like to work when you use other tools so it's really a matter of you so i always say i do that ritualistically on the board although it's really me going all right, let's get centered. Let's find a way to start again. This is what I want to call upon, do my invocation again. And I teach all of that, you guys. So you'll learn every single bit of that. Do you use white sage? I find white sage is really clearing. I love sage. I love sage. I love my crystals. I got some back here. The candles. I love the incense. I love the smell. Sage is beautiful. Uh, Palo Santo, whatever. I always tell people this. They go, how do you do this? What should you use? I say, what are you currently doing? What is your current practice of spirituality? Is it meditation? Is it walking meditation? Is it using the I Ching? I said, whatever you're doing there, bring those rituals or if you like sage or crystals or whatever you're doing there, bring it to this. Let's don't reinvent this tool. Let's just bring what you're doing that works for you to this tool and incorporate it. It's really that simple. Right. You have given us so much today. I'm telling you, I'm going to be, we are going to Trader Joe's later and I'm coming <laughs> home with my brown paper bag. I'm going to take pictures of it and send it to you, Karen. <laughs> Please do. It's, it's, tell me you want a Trader Joe's spirit sack. <laughs> you have... You know, I'll tell you, I and mean, I think maybe some of our, our listeners might hear, feel this. I've had a reluctance to work with the Ouija board. I've had people sure. come over with angel boards, all sorts of things. And part of me is always, now I'm fine with, I'm fine with pendulums. I'm fine with dowsing. I'm fine with channeling. But there was that little stigma. And what I realized is that you've just really cleared that frequency of it. I think so much maybe, you know, there's a part of society they don't want us to dive into these things. Correct. This okay, is such so an easy way. Evil, you know? Yes. This ha you could do this right away. It's easy. It's seance in a box. Seance for 20 box. bucks. Okay? From Trader Joe's. And just yes. make your own, you know, guys, like I did here. This one I made in maybe two seconds. <laughs> Get all the get all the letters on there though. You don't. You, by the way, you don't need numbers. You don't yes no. You don't need to buy. Want to know why? It can spell it out for you. It can spell out numbers and letters. I mean, it can spell out goodbye, yes and no. People tell me when I use my board because when I work with the, the spirit guides and the higher self, my planchette goes here. It never goes down here to goodbye. They just stop in an empty space. That's what we've always done. And it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It just means I know when the energy's done. And I say, hey, thank you so much. Goodbye. And we'll talk to you again. That's how it works for me. It's just, it's just logical and simple. We don't need to get complicated or make this so wooey, booey, or spooky. And um, although people like that, it's fun. Right. And I was a kid, I did that. But it, it, ooh, sad. now it's more like, hey, let's just sit down and let's have a conversation with our higher self. Let's tap into that and get some message for the day. And I do it in the daylight. I'll do it in the park. I've done it in the swimming pool. I mean, I will use this tool wherever I feel moved. <laughs> All right. This is fantastic. 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 Um, we are so excited you're going to be at the Ascension Conference. Um, I think you've already shared a deep dive into what you're going to be teaching and your workshop. Christopher is over here. I think you need to come to this event, Christopher. <laughs> you get hands on instruction so you can start talking to those Indian masters. Um, right. You know, maybe we should do like a little panel discussion, Suzanne, about all these different accesses to the divine self, you know, ways to yes. tap in to yes. the ascended being. Well, Deb's hosting an ascension panel. Who is? Deb Juicy. Oh, an ascension panel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. 
So thank yes. you so much, Karen. I look forward to seeing you. We all look forward to seeing you at the at the conference. Any last words from you, hun? Yeah, you guys, um, I, I look forward to seeing everybody there. Thank you for being here with us and watching this. And I'm going to be speaking on Friday morning. And then you could segue from there right to my workshop afterwards, where I'm actually going to put it into practice. We actually get everything I taught you to connect with your higher self. We're going to take it in real time. I'm going to sit with you in the workshop. And you guys, you don't have boards. I'm bringing things like this. We're gonna, I'm going to show you how to make your own real quickly. I'll have planchettes for you. But if you have your own spirit board, talking board, Ouija board, bring it. I'm so excited to be a part of this team. And wow. I can't wait to see you guys really soon. You guys. Great to meet you. What great information and what high energy you got there going. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, when you do something you love and you're passionate about it, you guys all know this, it comes through. And when I just talk about using this board, I feel the love vibration come through. The guides are here right now. And they just want to make yes. sure we say everything we need to say. And we did. We yeah, love it. Great. Thank you so much, Karen. You, we will see you um, in Sedona, hun. Great. Sounds good. Thank you. Where are you located, Karen? Which part of the country are you in? Karen? I'm in Carefree, Arizona. Oh, right, right. Suzanne Wilson's there, too. Susan Wilson. Yeah, she she actually lives in Scottsdale now. We just switched. We're friends. We just, we, she does the board with me, by the way. She's just wow. the board with me several times. She's also coming to the conference, right? I know. I'll look forward to that. All right, Great. guys. Okay, okay. thanks Perfect. for this. Bye, you guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Holy moly. Oh, we lost Alan. <laughs> Hasn't that amazing energy? Oh my God, I'm like supercharged after talking to her. And I, I am feel so connected too. <laughs> I'm feeling really excited about it. Uh, Suzanne, do you want to mention the conference or we probably? Yeah, thank you. Sedona Ascension Retreats.com. And Karen is going to be on the Ascension stage. So just go to the retreat site and look for the schedule of activities. And you'll find there when Karen is speaking and then go to workshops and you can sign up for her workshop. So, yeah, I'm so excited, Joan, to be able to offer alternate speaking stage as well as workshops and tours. So there'll never be a moment when there's not something really cool to do. You know what? Yes, absolutely. And I agree. I'm so excited. I'm actually going to start working with the, with, I'm going to call it a talking board because that, you know, we have talking sticks, we have talking boards. So I'm really appreciative guys also check out next weekend. We have the ultimate starving conference. Suzanne happens to be one of the speakers. I'm one of the speakers. Alan's one of the speakers and co-host. And we'll be talking about also more ways to, to work with these tools. So Suzanne, I love working. These are fantastic. All these guests, I, I'm so thrilled to connect with them. Me too. It's so much fun. All right. We'll see you and next thank time. Thank you all for joining us. All right. Bye, everyone. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>